Welcome to CYA with Rhonda. CYA means cover your assets, and Rhonda will help explain in today's show what that really means. The insurance industry has a lot of information as to what is covered and what's not. How do you put the pieces back together after a devastating loss? How do you know what the right coverage is? And if you're interested in the insurance field as a career, how do you get started? It's a lot to cover. So let's get started now. Here's your host, Rhonda Lukey. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to CYA with Rhonda. I'm Rhonda, and I'm here to help you cover your assets. Let's talk insurance. Everyone, thanks for joining me again. Um, If you haven't joined in the show before, just to give you a little bit about me, I've been in the insurance industry, and I've been working claims on the carrier side for about 17 years, a little over 17 years. I've managed anything from small claims to multi-million dollar losses, including catastrophes, special investigations, litigation. But prior to that, I worked for what everyone knows I like to call the dark side. I was a paralegal, and I worked for a plaintiff's attorney doing bodily injury claims. Um, I've had an opportunity to see both sides of the fence. And the biggest thing is I like to help people, and I want to help them understand their insurance, specifically claims, what is covered, what's not. And hopefully we're going to send you away today with a little bit of knowledge to help you out. Today, my guest is George Cruz. George, are you there? Good morning, Rhonda. How are you today? Doing marvelous, George. George is calling us from uh, calling in from good old Florida. I'm in Ohio. How is our weather today, George? Because that's the most important thing in my day. Not the show, not anything else going on. How is Florida weather? Well, Rhonda, I don't think you really want to know, but I mean, right now it's probably 75, sunshine, light breeze. Uh, I'm jealous. I'm jealous. That's all I can say. Okay, people, if yeah. you didn't join us in on George's last show, um, George is a claims manager. He's responsible for handling um, a team of field adjusters, and he ensures that every client is getting the enhanced customer and service experience that George likes to deliver. George has over 24 year, years experience in the industry. Um, he's done everything from the property claims, from large loss, personal, to commercial property, Um He's been with different carriers. He's been director of claims quality, manager of claims at home office, and a consultant. He's the all-around guy to go to. Thank you for coming on, George. Boy, I sound so old. Thanks, Rhonda. 24 years. That's a long time in claims, isn't it? (laughs) Well, when I had to say that mine was 17 years, that's why I threw you in at 24, because then I sound a lot better right now. I'm a little bit younger than you. Um, You're missing 10 years somewhere. Ten years, somewhere. so you want to tell people you've been doing this for thirty-four years. You really want to tell them that much longer? Really, really? I'm just saying. Anyway, all right. First thing I want to do, everyone, um, we're here to help give you some information. Today's show is going to be about ALE, additional living expenses. But before we go into all this fun detail, there's something I try and remember on each and every show to express to people. When we talk about, hey, what's covered, what's not. I want everyone to understand that there are no two insurance policies the same. Your neighbor can be insured with the same carrier, and they'll probably have different coverage. Why? You have a base policy. You get all these different endorsements that change it. It changes from state to state, carrier to carrier, depending on what forms of endorsements you have for your policy. So when we talk, we're talking in generals to give you a guideline and what we find most common. But it's not a give-all, and please be sure to check your policy. Um 
Today, like I said, we're going to talk about ALE. We got some uh, big coverages out there, George. We have coverage A, B, C, D. Why don't you help explain what those coverages are for us, and then let's get into our fun meat and potatoes here. All right, meat and potatoes. Yeah, you get a lot of that in Ohio, don't you? Anyway. Um, <laughs> so I am, by the way, coverage. everyone, Florida was important, just so you know, because I am going down there next week. That's why the weather is important to me, to get out of the Ohio snow. Go ahead, George. Yeah, I think we're, we've got a hurricane coming through Tuesday. But anyway, uh, all right, so coverage A. So in the policy, you got um, on the first party coverage, meaning uh, your your property coverages. Coverage A is your house, what we call your dwelling Coverage B is your other structures, like a fence or a shed. Coverage C is your personal property or your contents. Basically, my, the way I put it is take your house, turn it upside down, whatever falls out is your personal property. And then coverage D is your ALE, also known as additional living expenses. So you got four coverages that kind of take care of the customer pretty well in the event of a loss. Mm-hmm. So it, let, let's talk about ALE, and that's what we're going to find under coverage D, people. Um, additional living expenses. Um, let's talk about what what ALE really covers. So we're talking, George, let's say, God forbid, and, we, and actually I say God forbid, but if anybody follows my post on LinkedIn, you'll see a post that I sent. I like to burn my bagels, not intentionally. I just tend to walk away a lot, but I do catch them before there's any damage. But God forbid my house burned down today, George, and I couldn't live in it because we're going to have to rebuild this whole thing. What what would ALE help me do? What is it going to cover? What it's what is that about? You know, I think you, Ron, this is a great show because people think insurance policies only cover for property, you know, building or contents or anything you can physically touch. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a indirect loss that we that the policy also affords coverage for, and those are in the event of a covered loss when you have maybe your house is not livable, so now you got to go somewhere else to live. Well, that's going to be some money out of your pocket, extra money out of your pocket. Well, Mm -hmm. the policy does cover those extra expenses. So coverage D, additional living expenses, that's what it is. It covers your additional living expenses in the event of a covered loss where the homeowner, the insured, cannot stay in the home. Now, there's certain circumstances that if you stay in the home, ALE may still apply, which we'll talk about later on. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people don't know about that coverage, and it's a pretty cool coverage. Because it's more than just, it's really broad coverage. Actually, there's a lot of little things that go into what it would, and, and it even says in the title, additional living expenses. If you're out of your house, there's a lot of little extra money you're putting out here and there. Yeah, you, and you really got to think about, you know, the coverage itself is, all right, so you've got your normal standalone living. You know, I'm living in my house here every day. Uh, I get to go on the lake, and uh, I got and somebody comes in. And by the way, people, in, yes, like, he does. He gets to go out on the lake <laughs> every day. Yeah, I'm jealous. Sorry. <laughs> I got somebody that comes to the lawn. Um, mm-hmm. I've got my daily expenses. Well, now my house burns down. Now i got to move mm-hmm. somewhere else. So now... Not that I got expenses still here going on at my residence, but now I've got a, a second residence that I'm living until my repairs are done. So now I have additional expenses that, how am I going to pay for this? My policy would pay for it, which is pretty cool. But the key there is it's the additional expense over your normal daily expenses. That's the key right there. That's honestly, how many claims have we had that once you explain to people additional living expense and people, I cannot stress this enough. God forbid you are ever in that situation where you have to invoke this coverage because you need it. 
you need to talk to your adjuster 500 times. Get this in your head because additional living expenses and just what George said, nobody realizes is the additional living expenses because you still are going to pay your normal things. No, we're not paying your mortgage. You're still responsible for that. But we'll talk about yeah. in detail of what all we have. But it's the additional part. And yeah, George, I cut and you I, off again. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Oh, it, it, and I, I know I apologize to the listeners because I'm on the cell phone today and it's some, I got a little bit of feedback. But maybe it's the uh, the, the spray from the lake that's affecting the, the cell phone. You do know I hate it. you right now, right? Because you're going to go out on the lake later. Yeah. People, this is an ongoing thing with George. I, I'm jealous because he has a boat and he loves to enjoy his Florida weather and send me sunny pictures as I'm sitting in six foot of snow. But that's okay. Yeah, it's okay. okay. It's no angel. Remember, snow angels are fun. <laughs> sand, sand angels are better, but whatever. Okay. Um, so, so let's talk about you know, what is covered then. Okay. Well, wow. I mean, what is covered? You can have a list long as who knows what. Uh, it could be anything. It's just... You have to look at the insured's standard of living. You have to establish that first. And then once they have, you know, God forbid they got a loss, now you got to determine, okay, here's your standard of living, which let's say the standard of living, they're, they're incurring $2,000 a month. Well, now they're going to this new residence, and now their standard of living is now $3,000 a month because now they incurred another, maybe a rent, or now they're they're commuting longer, more gas mileage. So now it's three thousand dollars a month. Well, the policy will pay that extra thousand dollars. It's not gonna pay mm-hmm. the full three. It's only paying that thousand dollars because it's additional. Exactly. And, you know you know, that's and, and what's cool about it is, you know, I I just mentioned your standard of living. So oh. doesn't mm-hmm. you know, and that's maybe a whole show right there. Standard of living. Doesn't mean oh, that yeah. all right. We had a fire, and now I'm going to eat, eat at Ruth Chris's every night. Well, Aww. is that your standard of living right before the fire occurred? No. I was eating that Panera Bread every day. But now I'm going to Ruth Chris. Mm, I'm not sure that's standard of living. <laughs> that uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. A little difference there. And then keep in mind, people, and we can go through these. Indivi- you want to do that, George? You want to help some people out, understand individually some of these uh, pieces here, what they can claim? Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's dig it, into uh, that. All right, let's Before take that. Let's talk about because you're on food. You, you first of all, you mentioned um, the uh, standard of living, which is huge. People, if you went out to Texas Day Brazil every night, and you're and that's your normal standard of living, and your house burns down, and you go out to Texas Day Brazil every night, guess what? That wasn't anything additional. You did that every night anyway, so that's mm-hmm. the cost that you would normally have. So. Let's let's stay on this food for a minute because the food is the huge one that oh, we always it's, see. It's the biggest one people have confused and they always yep. get pissed off. And, and oh, I don't blame yeah. because the the adjuster explains it. That's the problem. Well, and it is a little bit it is a little bit uh, confusing because well, let's take a loss. Okay, I've burned out of my house, George, and I have a kid and a dog. Okay, let's get let's let's have Rhonda burn her bagels. Again, and unfortunately, Rhonda didn't catch it in time. My house is burned down to the ground. So I'm going to take my kid and my dog, and I'm going to move down the street. Now, normally, my mortgage is $700, and I move down the street, and I look at the house. And I say, well, we live in a three-bedroom, two-bath. Can I go get a uh, – well, first of all, I'm going to find a comparable living. But when we talk about food, 
one of the first things we talk about is how much am I spending in groceries and eating out for me, the kid, and the dog can even be thrown in there. But on those items, how much do I normally spend? If I normally spend on groceries 200 a week, then when I move down the road, that 200 a week is my normal what I would spend. But maybe where I'm moving doesn't have a kitchen, but it's the most convenient place to live because of whatever reason, because it's close to my work, my child's school, whatever reason we have to do this. So now instead of being able to just spend $200 a week on my groceries, I now have to eat out. And I have to remember 200 of that is already going to be accounted for. So let's say I eat out all week at McDonald's and I spend $400 or $500 at McDonald's all week long eating out. That first 200 was what I would have normally spent anyway. So I'm only going to get the additional 300. So take away what you would normally spend and subtract that because that's your standard of living. Does that help? Simple concept. Nice and nice and easy, right? It is a simple concept, but it never gets through and I'm not sure why. The food one is the um, worst. Through my years of adjusting, um, one of the issues I've always found with folks is, well, especially with food, they never keep their, re- I don't want to say never, a lot of them don't keep receipts when they go out to eat. It's hard. I mean, if you're doing drive through or you're going to a restaurant and you, I lose receipts. I didn't have a fire at my house and I lose receipts. Uh, yeah. And people lose receipts. And, you know, technically the policy does state you have to incur it and you have to show it. Um, but, you know, there's some really good adjusters out there who know the reality of how people live and the reality of today. And, um, you know, I used to kind of, I have a few folks that, I mean, they were elderly. They didn't remember to keep receipts. So I kind of worked with them um, within their, their food allowance. And I realized, you know, I know what they were doing and where they mm-hmm. were going and how much it was. So I kind of calculated it that way mm-hmm. just to help them. I mean, we're there to help. We're not here to screw you. Oh, our no. clients. Truly, you know? and, and just so you guys know out there, people, and I'm not kidding you, the, big, the biggest claim that anybody hates to work ever as an adjuster is an ALE claim. We hate them because we mm-hmm. do try and give you the best benefit, and they are never organized. You never get one with an envelope, which is George's favorite thing, and I love it. God forbid this happens. The first thing you do is you look at your neighbor, your agent, your adjuster, or somebody and say, hand me five envelopes. And then every time you go somewhere, shove that receipt in right away going, food. This was all for food. This was all for whatever. Whatever your categories are that we're going to continue to go through here to give you a feel for. But food is your nope. biggest. Keep your receipts. Throw them in a darn envelope. But remember, if you normally ate out three nights a week, and then you have to move out of your house, and you eat out four nights a week, guess what? Those three nights a week, they're not going to be covered. That's what you normally spent anyway. We're only going to cover the additional being the fourth yep. night. Okay, and same, go, same goes with groceries. You buy groceries? But, That's what you normally bought anyway. But, but mm-hmm. you but. to say something, Rhonda. Even oh, though what? we cover that additional night, we still need those receipts for the three oh, nights. Oh, yes. So we yes. for it. You're absolutely <laughs> right. Oh, perfect, George. Yeah, I do love the, because I've had those claims. Well, I didn't keep the receipts that I normally would have spent and that you said wouldn't be covered. No, 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 people. We need all of it to show that, hey, look, they already did spend their normal expenses. This now becomes the additional. Receipts are key to help your adjuster to get you the most bang for your buck there. Um, Right. 
Let's see. That's into food. Uh huh. So also, when I tell I tell my insureds, um, they're not experts of insurance. You know, we are. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you kind of tell them about the food allowance and maybe utilities and mortgage and blah blah blah. I also always used to tell my clients that look, I want you to give me everything you incur because you never know it could apply to ALE. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want someone going down the drain for you. If, uh, if you got a receipt, submit it. We'll take a look at it and go from there. This yeah. way, you, you get entitled to everything you incur and what you know, whatever the coverage is available. Exactly. And and keys to ALE. Key, and we have two minutes. But before we go into some other benefits of your ALE that you can collect money back from, so that you're not out anything. Before we go into our other laundry list of them, George, a couple key points I want to point out to people. Okay, so my house, my policy runs from January of 18 to December um, 18, runs this year. My house burns down today, but they're not going to be able to rebuild it for the next year. And my policy cancels in December. Am I going to get that extra month? How long does it run? Mm, that's a good question. Thank you. Uh, mm. <laughs> Real good question, Ron. I'm proud of you. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> I do something now and then, you know. <laughs> Ooh, look at that. The sunshine's on the lake. That looks so nice. Anyway, that's Oh, I hate point. you, Florida we're people. Talking, we're talking Jealous. Here. So, <sighs> it, it's, it depends. It's really dependent on the, what we call the period of restoration. So, mm-hmm. the period of restoration, maybe that's another show right there, is really the time it takes to repair your home and get to a point where the home is livable again. And if that happens after your policy expires, your ALE still could continue on and we and the insurance company still pay for it. So it all depends on your policy term. Uh, you know, I think uh, most coverages for ALE is 12 months, but let's say your policy expires in June and the loss happened in April. Well, you still have ALE coverage beyond after your policy expires, according to the provisions in most policies. Right, um, in most policies, so yep. We, yeah, most policies, So, which is pretty cool. <clears throat> so, you know, you don't have to worry about, oh, my, oh, my, my policy expires next month, and my ALE going to expire? No, it doesn't work that way. No. So in they, most policies, it doesn't work that way. Yeah, we still extend you out the 12 months, but again, the key there is the period of restoration, um, the shortest time it takes to restore the property yeah. backwards in the livable condition. Um, but you still get your 12 months. That's what most policies are. But I'll tell you what, people. Um, sit tight. Um, we're going to take a short break here. And when we come back, um, we're going to hear more about what other items under additional living expenses you can claim that I bet you 50% of people haven't claimed 50% of their stuff. So we're going to help you out. We're going to take a short break here on CYA with Rhonda on Voice America. Welcome back. When we come back, we're going to run into that. Thank you. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Dialogue is the single most powerful leadership tool we have to make a difference in the world. Leading conversations with host Cheryl Esposito creates a place for that dialogue. Tune into the Voice America Business Channel every Friday as Cheryl hosts new conversations among leaders from around the world in business, government, art, economics, and social change. 
We'll explore big ideas and everyday actions and learn how their own leadership has led them to discover a newfound sense of possibility in the world. Leading Conversations with Cheryl Esposito, bringing big thinkers together in conversations that make a difference right here on the Voice America Business Channel every Friday morning at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are listening to CYA with Rhonda. To reach Rhonda Lukey or her guest today, you're welcome to call in to the live program at 1-866-472-5788. Again, that's 1-866-472-5788. Want to drop us an email instead? Send it to CYA with Rhonda at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. Hello, everyone. Thanks for uh, joining me again on Seaway with Rhonda. I'm here with my guest, George Cruz. And I got to share this with everyone. Um, If I sound a little odd before I slipped off there, this is just totally entertaining because, let's be honest, an hour-long show of insurance talk is just boring as hell. Right, George? Let's let's be honest. It is. (laughs) I agree. Nobody wants to listen to insurance for an hour. They're like, really? Really? So We make it fun, though. We do. We do. We try and make it fun and entertaining. So I'm going to entertain everyone at the moment. Um, and the people who can really appreciate this are cat people. So I do literally have a cat and dog. So right before we went on the air this morning, I, I forgot to put my cat away. And she jumped up on me um, as we started the show. And then I tossed her across onto the couch. No problem. And then right before we went to break, she popped up in between me and the mic. And I'm like, what the frail? Okay. So there's your entertainment, people. Little things, little things. All right. We're here to help you get the most bang for your buck under your ALE, your additional living expenses. Now, one thing we've already harped on and went through was the food, because that's the big one, and that's what everyone notices, and that's generally the one that gets messed up the most. Um, Let's talk about some other items, George. What else would somebody uh, be able to collect on, money-wise? Well, let's talk about um, renting a home or accommodations. How about that? Mm, mm, Yeah, accommodations. Yeah. That's, so, big, I mean, that's another big one. That's another fun one, especially when you have a you have a you know typical average you know middle American family hundred thousand dollar hundred thousand dollar home, and now mm-hmm. they want to go to a half million dollar home. <laughs> yeah, not going to happen, people. Not going to happen. But there's other ways to go on it too, though. There's other factors that your adjuster are going to take into consideration. Even though you have a three bedroom, two bath, you know. You should go to something comparable. 
three bedroom, two bath. Um, but there are other factors to consider. And your adjuster should work with you on these. What if the only three bedroom, two bath is located 100 miles away? That's not convenient now for you to get to work and get your kid to school. So, exactly. Yeah, you might end up with a four bedroom, two bath, or yep. work with your adjuster. Um, do you know about programs? You know, what how, Should your adjuster be helping you out with some programs there, George? Let's talk about those. Yeah, they, actually, I, I think the adjuster does a nice job most of the time, does a nice job finding a, a comparable um, home to rent or apartment and so forth. Uh, I know most carriers, uh, some of the carriers that I work for, they use a service that does that for them. And mm-hmm. they work closely with insured, um, and they actually go out and find homes. Sometimes what they do is they go to these, they go to the help, not the help wanted. Where did I get that from? Maybe the, the newspaper <laughs> listings and see from if the classifieds way back when, George. Classifieds, you remember that's those? what they call it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then they call the homeowner and say, "Hey, I got this couple who's been a fire. They they're looking to rent your house for a few day, for a few months. Are you interested?" They'll even go to that extent. But mm-hmm. the service is really cool. But it um, is. Yeah, the service will help get you set up. They find these spots. They have that's that's their whole gig. These vendors keep an eye on this stuff everywhere, and they're able to help locate the you know the best spot for your schools, your your work, your normal standard of living, and put you in those. And your adjuster should be hooking you up and helping you with these. Yeah, and and the cool the cool thing about that service is, all right, they'll find a house for you. Well, guess what? They'll also furnish it. So you don't yes. have to worry about furniture. You don't have to worry about towels and plates. They will take care of that for you. Um, yes. So it's actually a really benefit. Um, I mean, it takes a lot of stress off the home, you know, the insured after a big mm-hmm. loss um, to, to figure that out. No, we most carriers use that service, and it's a great service. We'll take care of the yep. customers as best we can. And, and that's the whole idea because it's also going to put you into a – don't get me wrong, it cuts down on what's being paid out, the additional living expenses, because now we're going to get you a kitchen so you can resume your normal life. But really, our whole goal is, let's make your life normal. You're already stressed. You've lost your house. We're going to try and put you into a normal life for a while and try and get you back where you need to be. But there's other expenses, um, things people don't think about. So, George, by the way, my house burns down. got the kid and the dog. Okay, now everyone knows I have a cat, too. I just didn't want everyone to know I had a cat and a dog, and, you know, she's pet lady. Anyway, uh, so my house burns down, but you know what? The only place I could find George in a reasonable area near all my, um, near my kids' school and near my work, the only place I could find, they won't take my pets. Mm. Do I have to, do I have to give them up? Yeah. I have to give them up? Yes. You're going to make me give up my pets? You apparently didn't. Well, you don't like the cat already, but no, wouldn't have to give up my pets. What can I do? You know that that's 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 a touchy topic because you know how people love their pets. They're they're part of the family. Uh, mm-hmm. I try best I can to avoid that. Um, I always try to find something, even if it's a little further out. Maybe we can give them a little um, mileage allowance. Um, I rarely had to put animals into boarding. Very rare. I did that. I always try. I was more into. Uh, getting a home or an apartment that accepted them. Again, if it was a little further out, we'll figure out the mileage allowance. But if that happened, yeah, we'll pay the boarding costs. Um, I mean, that's additional expenses that they'll incur to put their pets there until the home was repaired. 
But yeah, that's another cost we'll pay. And again, it's something to work with your adjuster because I may have told George, I don't care. I'll drive that extra 100 miles a day. You don't get it. My cat and my dog are like my kids. I want them in our house. I don't want to board them. So, you know, talk to your adjuster. They'll work with you on it, what's reasonable and and keeping you in your normal standard of living. Um, But God forbid you're in that situation. Yeah. Guess what? You didn't have to board your pets before. Yeah, we'll pay the additional cost. That's part of it. Um, What are some other things that come up, George? So I, I mentioned about travel expenses. So, mm-hmm. so if we put you somewhere where it's a little further out from work or from school and requires multiple trips to bring your kids back and forth from school because the bus doesn't go there or, you know, it's going to, it's going to add another 20 miles to my commute. Well, that's again, an additional expense you're incurring because of the law. So we'll actually pay the additional mileage, maybe the, the additional gas. Usually we, I used to do the additional mile. It's easy to calculate as, as opposed to gas. And it wasn't um, it like 55 cents a mile now or something? I, I Average. Think it, what, is, what did you say? It was like I think it's, it's 54, 55 cents. 54? 54, something like that. So you're the cheap adjuster like and I'm the, I'm the good one. Okay, just making sure. You were only going to pay 54 cents. I'm paying 55, but that's okay. Well, anyway, those additional, yeah, because that's, you can, I agree with you, George. I'm not sure just on the gas. I think just doing it by mileage is easier. But they are owed that additional expense that they had to go to for their gas and the cost of that. Yeah, and that was another area that folks, they failed to report that. Um, and oh, sometimes yeah. I didn't really know about it because they, they didn't tell me where they, I knew where they worked, but they wouldn't say, um, you know, the schools. They always say, well, my kid, my kid goes to a local school. And it was weird because a lot of my customers would not say what school they go to, which is strange. Yeah. I'm trying to help mm-hmm. them here. But it's, it's through the conversation I would have with them monthly or weekly, and it's, guys, if you have a real good adjuster, you'll be talking to your adjuster frequently through a large log. So, um, and through these conversations, I, I heard, I kind of heard between the lines, like, wait a minute, they're incurring additional mileage here. And that's when mm-hmm. I brought up, say, you know, we pay for this. And, I, and they're like, you can hear a sign of relief because they were paying yeah. money door with gas. I'm like, like, hello, remember I told you additional expenses? I, I, you don't grasp that for mileage yeah. or gas or something. But And but. again, that's why we do the show. And I really think ALE is probably one of the biggest ones where people lose money that is due them to put them back to where they were, to indemnify them. They actually lose money on this because you don't think about those, you know, oh, $10 here, $20 there, 30 there. You just don't put it together. But yeah, travel on the gas. You know, my favorite was always the... Uh, utility hookup because depending on where they go that place you you may have to now um granted everyone has cell phones you don't even see landlines a lot now but your cable hookup what if we move them into an apartment now you got to get internet cable mm-hmm. that's an additional yep. they wouldn't have had to rehook that up normally if their house hadn't burned down they were already set but this mm-hmm. is their standard of living they have these so now i got to send somebody out that cost them you know 60 bucks for the guy to come out, hook it up, do the hookups, blah, blah, blah. There you go. Additional expense. Um, what's another that's one? Good point. Oh, before you go on, that's a good point oh, on oh. utility. Um, you know, I would say 10% of the claims I've handled with ALE that people mm-hmm. reported utility hookups, about 10%. Yeah. That's it. And you're telling me that nobody else went and said, gee, I still want to keep my cable and internet and. You know, there may be a fee for mm-hmm. switching it on wherever they are for gas or electric. Who knows? 
that's yeah. yeah. And only ten percent of people claim it. Yeah, it is. You're right. That's money out the door. That maybe that less than five percent. Maybe less than five percent when people move back to their house. Maybe they some fees yes. to reconnect. Yes. They never claim though, ever. Yeah. And that's money that you're owed, people, to indemnify you to put you back to where you were. You shouldn't have had to pay that. So yeah, keep all of that information. Um, another big one you'd mentioned earlier. You you were talking standard living. You have a guy come out and do your lawn every week. Okay, that's your norm. Where I live at my house, okay, I, I live on an acre. I don't mow my acre. I have somebody come out and mow my acre. But now I've moved. So, Rhonda, George? I got an important question to ask you right now, Rhonda. Oh, please. Do you, can, it, it's really important. I'm scared. Can I'm so you, scared. Can you see your grass right now? I hate you. I absolutely hate you, George. <laughs> Okay, fine. I'm going to, no, 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 no. Oh, no, but I have to pay somebody to shovel my driveway. <laughs> oh, I'm going to go a little expensive down here. Sorry. <laughs> All the snow. I hate the snow. In case nobody's ever picked this up for my other shows, I frailing hate the snow. I frailing hate snow and ice. And we just got another, I don't know how many inches we got for real. I, I don't know. I don't know. Four inches, maybe of snow, ice combined. Uh, a couple days ago, and obviously we're still covered in it. I'm just like, I really frailing hates now. But there you go. So my house burns down, George. I need somebody to, to shovel my driveway, but now I'm not living here. Do I need him to shovel my driveway? Probably not. You know, I mean, maybe to shovel to access to do the repairs. I mean, that's part uh-huh. of the repair process. I was trying to maybe. get you on that. Damn it. You were too good, George. I was trying to get you on that. <laughs> I was hoping you would pick up. So yes, I would still probably be doing it because like I get the repairman in here, so I'm paying it. But yeah. now I moved down the road and I'm on an acre again, and I got to shovel that driveway now. Is that additional? Well, depends if they charge you more because maybe it's a bigger driveway. Who knows? You got to see what the costs go. are. There you go. So anything I do, anything you do, people, write it down. You can sp- you can yeah. literally sit down with your adjuster for an hour and go, let's go through my list. I'm going to tell you what my daily life is like beforehand and what my daily life has been like here. And they'll help you pick up on this. These little and, nickel know, and dime things add up. A good adjuster, if it's, you know, th- there's differences in losses. So you have a law, what I call a large loss, which is a pretty big event. You know, um, it's a six-month restoration period. On, and then you have these small losses, which takes a few weeks to repair. So... On these large losses, my suggestion, guys, meet with your adjuster at least once a month to go over your ALE stuff because you don't oh, want yes. to bombard them with months of receipts because, number one, that would take forever to figure that out, and I mm-hmm. guarantee within the six months, you're going to lose some. So I yeah. suggest every, every month at least. And it, I would actually call the adjuster and schedule time with them. Say, hey, I'm going to send you a pa- – I'm not kidding you, people. The more you work with your adjuster – the easier your claim is going to go. And it's not that we're trying to be mean or that, but if I'm blind and I don't have these receipts and I don't know what you're asking me, I can't help you that much. Give them information. They will help you. So I'd recommend, yeah, keep your envelopes. Keep your receipts in your envelopes. Keep your list of what's going on. Send the package to your adjuster and say, hey, can we schedule a time next week to go over all this after you've had an opportunity to look at everything? That way, he or she's going to be able to pick up on Things you might have missed, things that you thought were going to be an additional expense, but once I explain it to you, really aren't. So you don't continue 
to do that for the next five or six months and lose out on that money. And it'll give you a better feel that you know you're on track. And aside from that, he's going to be able to pay you then. Why would you want the insurance company to hold on to your money for six months until you move back in? Why? They should be paying you monthly to keep you. Yeah, they're making interest off the money they're keeping. That money's owed to you. So keep in touch with them. Keep going. And George, I can't stress enough. You're absolutely right. Meet with them monthly. Dear God, meet with them monthly. It's everything. Um, you know something we didn't cover really, George? Because I jumped into this quick because my cat jumped into my lap, which is the big sticky wicket. So we're just going to probably get started on this a tad, and then we're going to go to break. But what I want everyone to think in mind, um, and what we're going to talk about when we do come back from break, is ALE is designed to be additional living expenses because... Why? Your place is not fit to live in. Now, obviously, if your house burns down to the ground, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's not fit to live in. But I'll tell you what, I really don't want to touch this just yet because, George, you know me, I love to give my scenarios. What is fit to live in? When can the ALE actually be invoked? Um, We're going to take a short break, so um, please sit tight again with me. I already have my cat locked away, so she's not going to jump into my lap when we come back and explain what is considered fit to live in when the ALE can be invoked. Uh, And George is going to help us understand that on Seaway with Rhonda on Voice America after this short break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Are you or someone you know interested in attending college? With both college tuition and college enrollment up 60% since 2002, there is a lot of competition and careful planning needs to be a part of the process. Tune in to Getting In, a College Coach Conversation. Hosted by Elizabeth Heaton and featuring a team of college coach experts, we'll bring you the tips, techniques, and know-how to navigate the road to college and do so the smart way. Listen live every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. If you hear a dog barking or an angel singing, then you know that you're listening to Waking Up in America. Heard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific Time, Valerie Kirkard and all of her friends will bring you powerful and humorous discussions that raise thoughts and give you insight on how to live your life to its fullest potential. Adventure is always a must on Waking Up in America with Valerie Kirkard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are listening to CYA with Rhonda. To reach Rhonda Lukey or her guest today, you're welcome to call in to the live program at 1-866-472-5788. Again, that's 1-866-472-5788. Want to drop us an email instead? Send it to CYA with Rhonda at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. 
Thanks, everyone, for coming on back to us uh, to CYA with Rhonda. We're talking about ALE, additional living expenses. And right before we took our break, um, I cut it off there because this next part we're going to get into is the whole key to this uh, being when does the coverage come into play? What type of loss do you have to have? When is it considered additional living expenses? So, um, George, still back with us? Or did you did you fall asleep on me? He fell asleep. Oh, sorry, I was just uh, kind of lowering the boat into the water. Sorry. All right, what were you saying? Oh, I hate it. He teases me with this Florida crap every day. Okay. Sorry, okay, sorry. fine. I'll be out to shovel my driveway here in a little bit. Anyway, okay. So, we're talking about when ALE comes into play. And the reason why this is huge for me and and it, uh, honestly people I'm not making this up when I was down there in Florida handling Hurricane Irma claims and I cannot make this up cannot make this up everyone down there in Florida has these cool pool cages okay because of all the foliage in that which by the way when I first went down there and saw these George I swear to god I'm not making this up I first saw the first few and went oh that's neat that's neat oh, they all have these pool cages what the hell are they trying to do keep the alligators out what the hell? I, the I really Watch the I, didn't, I didn't realize. It. I was <laughs> laughing at myself, thinking that's not gonna keep an alligator out. What are these people thinking? Okay, the bugs. But anyway, yeah. I had this claim where literally you cannot make this up. I this insured. God, I love them. Thank God they didn't have. We're talking the damage was like three shingles missing off their house. No interior damage whatsoever, just like three shingles missing off their house. They had this awesome pool cage out back that, yes, unfortunately, the screens did get ripped out of it. Sorry. They wanted to move out of the house because they could not stand to look at the pool cage without screens. People? Wow. Is that con- – yeah. I- I'm just saying I- – Really, take a step back here. Yes, it's an it's a coverage. Yes, it's owed to you, but it's truly for additional living expenses when your house is not, or when your dwelling is not fit to live in, fit to live in. Yeah, really stinks. You can't, you know, look at the pool cage and go, oh, it's so beautiful, and it, but it's still fit to live in. You can eat there, which is key. You can sleep there. You can go to the bathroom. It's fit to live in. Yeah, not as pretty now, but it's fit to live in. So, no, I did not grant them additional living expenses for that at all. So, let's talk about when does that kick in. We obviously know that you wouldn't live in a house that's burnt down to the ground. But what if you had a different type of loss that really only affected part of your house? Talk to me, George. Give me some examples. All right. So, the coverage is it says additional living expenses. It doesn't say additional living expenses in the event of a total fire loss. It says Uh additional living expenses. So let's say in, in your example, I know you like burning kitchens down, uh, Rhonda. Let's I say swear something to God, I happens. don't, but I do. <laughs> yes. And your kitchen, you can't use the kitchen because it's all burnt up. So mm-hmm. now, now what do you do? I mean, uh, you can still live in a house. I mean, maybe not because it might stink or something, but technically you don't have a kitchen. You can't eat. So now yep. you, your additional living expenses actually can kick in. Even though, let's say, the rest of the house is perfect and you can live there and the A.C. works fine, everything's good, it's just your kit, you don't have a kitchen, mm-hmm. uh, your additional living expenses actually applies because you do not have a kitchen because you can't use the kitchen, Okay, which is pretty so cool. If, it's a pretty cool coverage with that. It is. So basically, I could – and let's say, let's say I didn't burn my bagels to the point where my entire house stinks, and it's really not bad, but I'm going to have like a whole week – 
literally, or well, two weeks. By the time you get the contractor in, he does his work, whatever. I have a solid two weeks where I cannot even set foot in this kitchen at all. I can't access a refrigerator, stove, <coughs> cups, glasses, nothing. Okay, I can live in the rest of the house, and I'm happy with doing that. I'm, I'm George, I don't want to leave. I like my pets. I like being able to throw them out in the backyard, the door. Not George, the dog out in the backyard. And um, <laughs> this, for a minute there, it's not like I was throwing you in the backyard, George. Um, but anyway... You know, I'm happy staying there, but I can't access my kitchen. So where is my additional living expense coming in? Well, you got to go. Buy, you got to go out to eat every night. It's an increase. Mm-hmm. If you go out to eat normal as a family once a week, and now you're going seven days a week, well, we're going to mm-hmm. pay for that extra six days because now it's an increased expense because of a covered loss. But are you paying the hundred percent of the six days? Yeah, I'm messing with you. So let's take it like this, and here's how I explain it to people, and this is how I like to to work it with people, so they understood from the get-go. When I did it, I'd say, okay, it's you and your daughter. Yep. How much do you spend in groceries a week? 100 bucks? Okay. Now I went out to eat, and because I went out to eat, it now cost $180. The hundred I would have already spent, because that's what I normally spent each week on food. The additional, being the key here, people, would be the $80. So it doesn't mean you're going to be able to eat out every single night 100% on the carrier, because you would have had to eat anyway. But it does cost more to eat out than to cook at home. So basically, they're going to take what your grocery bill would have been, subtract it, and then they're going to pay that additional difference. So even though you know you're talking one night a week you would normally eat out, yeah, you're not seeing any of that, because you normally spend that. Your other six nights, okay, you're still not going to see 100%, because me, I'm, you know, you already spent the money on food. You have had to eat, but it costs a lot more to pay the rest of it. The tip, the, you know, and people, by the way, I did get a claim, George, where the people were tipping so heavy it wasn't even funny. <laughs> we're talking. <laughs> yeah, they thought they thought. Well, this is awesome because we can help the servers too, and the insurance company will pay for it. No, no, people. Standard tipping, yeah, would be covered because it's the normal additional expense. But don't get crazy. But yeah, so mm-hmm. keep that in mind, people. Whatever you would normally spend on groceries will be subtracted mm-hmm. from that. So you can live in your house, and you can still mm-hmm. invoke this coverage. I like that. I like that. Um, I have another one for you, Rhonda. I bet you don't think about this one. Let's say we have a three-bedroom, one-bath house. You know where I'm going with this right now? Yes, I do. (laughs) This is not going to be pretty for anybody. You got this little pipe in the bathroom that bursts, and now they tore up the bathroom, and then you don't have a shower or a toilet. Mm. Mm. Well, Mm. what do you go, pee in the bucket? Maybe not. I can go in a lake. Well, uh, I was going to say, I'm out in the country and I can tell the white snow from the yellow snow. I know where I've been and where I can go. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So Little thing. now you don't have a bathroom. So is that, is that considered not livable? What do you think? I would, I would go with yes, because I don't mm. like people to have to go into Wendy's in the morning to shower mm. in the sink and go to the bathroom. Yeah. There. So if you don't mm-hmm. have, yeah, you can't live without a bathroom. So, yeah. Right. But then, you know, again, here's working with your adjuster. So, does that mean you're going to move to a hotel for a week and eat out every night? You know, work with your adjuster. How far is the hotel? Maybe it's, you know, literally a half mile from your house. Okay. So, if it's only a half mile from your house, 
yeah, you might still be going into your house in the morning, packing. Just depends on the convenience. Do you got to get the kids to school at a certain time? It's not convenient to go back to the house in the morning to get what you need. Do you have room in your hotel to store? Work with your adjuster. We are not tight, but we don't we don't give an open checkbook. <laughs> we do want to pay people more than fairly, more than, but work with your yeah. adjuster on a bit. Yeah, I would say a bathroom. If I can't get to my bathroom, it's the only thing I got. Yeah, it's not livable. It's not. What mm-hmm. about what about George? Good old Hurricane Irma, because nobody in the world knew it was coming. It wasn't like they told you two weeks ahead of time, hey, we may want to watch this the week ahead of time. Hey, look where it's coming, and every minute up until then where it was going to hit. They asked for people to evacuate. We had mandatory evacuations. Mandatory evacuations meant some people... <laughs> would send us tickets in saying, hey, we had to evacuate, mandatory evacuation, so like we flew to Vegas. Can you pay for my ticket? Not. I'm going to do that, Hurricane. I'm flying to Vegas. I'm telling you. And you're not, I'm not making this stuff up. You can't make it up. They frail and send in their tickets and said, well, we spent the week in Vegas, the tickets in the hotel and said, here, you owe us this under the additional living expenses. Like, Really? Awesome. That's a good way to get a vacation. I like it. No, no, no. That's that's a little... What would you do with that, George? Talk to me. How would you handle that one? Well, each carrier handles this coverage differently. You really have to read how it's handled. And what I'm gonna, what I'm gonna, how I'm going to respond is the average, how a normal carrier will do it. So, first of all, it only applies when you come back. When you come uh-huh. back... And they won't let you in. That's when the coverage is triggered. Mm-hmm. Not when, not when you leave. Now again, I'm only going by the coverages that I've handled in the past. I've heard there are policies that will cover the day you leave, but a mm-hmm. typical coverage, they'll only cover when you come back. And then it's like, oh wait a minute, National Guard won't let me in. That's when it starts. But mm-hmm. there's another another caveat to that. Let's say the National Guard won't let you in because the area is flooded. Well, unfortunately, flood's not covered on the homeowner, so that coverage wouldn't apply. Eggs. But oh, perfect. They don't let you in because there's trees down because of the wind. Well, that's a covered loss. Now the coverage will apply. So mm-hmm. this coverage is actually pretty touchy. It's, 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 it's <laughs> it doesn't go well a lot because most of these hurricanes, it's because of flood, really, that people can't really get back in. Right. Now, if they can't back, get, get back in because their house is down, they're, they're taken care of from, because right. ALE kicks in. So basically, you're looking the for time, the covered loss to trigger it. You have to have a covered right. loss to trigger this, to make this start. Exactly. And that's tough because it's tough to, you know, they're evacuated. It's like, well, you know, we're trying to protect our families. It's like, well, we understand, but this is in the contract, and it only applies when you come back, and it only applies if you can't get in by civil authority, and only applies if it's a covered loss. And again, most of the time, most of the stuff I've handled is because of flood. Yeah. And unfortunately, and so, the flood, no, is not covered. And generally, people have flood covered under a separate flood policy, and I don't know about you, George, but I haven't seen flood policies that cover ALE. And maybe it's just, um, it could just be actually, me and what I've seen. The ones I've seen because there are additional uh, flood special policies covered by the state and through the state, yada, yada, yada. So they're truly just for the property damage, not for the ALE. But that's only what I've seen. It doesn't mean it's not out there. 
What have you seen? Yeah, actually, there's a few carriers here in Florida who are now writing flood endorsements that they attach to the HO3, the, the, nice. your basic policy. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And that those coverages do, do provide ALE for flood. Beautiful. Oh, that's mm-hmm. beautiful. I think maybe it's, maybe I'm seeing more commercial on that. to do it in Florida. Mm-hmm. Oh, I just not I need that. to do that. What? And what's the cool? What the cool part of it? I'm gonna I'm gonna deviate a little bit. Sorry, Barbara. The cool oh, part about that is all you know. If you buy that homeowner policy that has that flood endorsement, you don't have to go through all that FEMA NFIP requirement bullcrap oh, in the yes. policy. Um, it's basically the homeowner conditions in the HO3 for flood. Oh, yes. It's very cool. Oh, that's true. because And basically then people, it's going to be pretty much what we've told you already. Because what we've discussed here today is basically on a HO3, typical loss, additional living expenses. Here's where you're getting your money out of. Um, now, that's, I would love to see it under the same carrier. A lot of times uh, claims I've had, their coverage for flood is actually with a different carrier. <laughs> Uh, which just makes it harder as opposed to under the same. Um, we've got about a minute and a half here, George. What else can we give people to help them today uh, give a little bit extra kick in their value of their policy? Other so than- here, here's, here's one thing I want to mention. We talked a mm-hmm. few scenarios on ALE. Doesn't mean that's all the scenarios that ALE coverage applies. You really got to look at the customer. You know, if you may have a small loss, uh, somebody who's on oxygen and there's mold in the house, you may not be able to live in that house. So Uh-oh. it's really about the relationship you have with the adjuster, the communication you have with the adjuster, and, kind of, and make sure you explain to the adjuster, hey, because of this loss, this is how it's infecting me. And then at that point, you can determine if the ALE coverage applies or not. It doesn't have to be a bathroom like we talked about, a fire. It could be anything, really, that You're may right. make that house unlivable for that insured. No, that's... More than an excellent point, George, and I did have one similar like that because the lady was uh, medical conditions and reasons she could not be in the house during the reconstruction phase. So mm-hmm. because of that, yeah, that, you know, we granted the additional living expense and truly, I mean, I could have lived in the house and been fine, but because of her medical conditions, yeah, she couldn't be in the house. Um, yeah. yeah. Great point, George. Great point. Basically, people, this comes down to this. Talk to your adjuster. Get with your adjuster. Make sure that you know this forwards and backwards so that you're A, not losing any money, and B, getting the most bang for your buck. George, thank you very, very, very much for coming on again. I more than appreciate it. Maybe we can get George back one more time. One more time. Sure. Yes. I love it. I love it. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening in to CYA with Rhonda. Um, We were here to help you cover your assets, and hopefully we did that for you. Thanks for listening in. Thank you for tuning in this week for CYA with Rhonda. Please join your host, Rhonda Lukey, again next Friday at 6 a.m. Pacific Time and 9 a.m. Eastern Time as we talk insurance again on the Voice America Variety Channel. Until we talk again, stay safe.